stay there. You know what? I believe that every single person on this planet can make a difference. And I believe that we all have something to offer, something that's so unique that it will change somebody else's life. I believe we all deserve to step into our true selves. And I believe that every single person needs to feel great about themselves. I want you to step into who you truly are and I want you to make a difference for somebody else and for yourself. And I don't think it's that hard. It's a matter of putting one step in front of the other and just taking action. And I'm interviewing guests that have done just that. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where you can make that decision to make your life count. It all starts with you saying yes. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. And this week, oh man, I've got um, Elena Domagala. Now she is a 15-year-old who is absolutely obsessed with footy and you are going to love this interview. And, and, you know, we think about, often think about young people, oh, they might be lacking some drive and that, not this one. And the other thing is, too, that we get to be adults and we're like, oh, I still don't know what I want to do. And I still, you know, what if things go wrong? What if I fail and all that kind of stuff? You want to listen to Elena because none of that's going through her head. She is just hell bent and she's playing local footy and she has already mapped out her pathway to AFLW and I tell you what she is going to get there she started off doing um, karate and then she did a round robin fell in love with footy started playing for a local league then she's moved up to Gippsland Power you know which is a a bigger league of footy Um, she's already been on radio television and the Smash FM podcast Uh, she wants to advocate for young girls so that they can get to play footy and, oh, look, i tell you what, she is a bloody legend. So stick with us and really, really lap up her energy, and I hope it inspires you to do something great. So that's it. Let's get into it. Welcome, Elena. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Oh, this is fantastic. You know, I just... um. I saw you on Facebook, you know, a while ago playing your footy, and I, what really struck me about you was your passion like you love your footy don't you absolutely not wrong yeah passion is yeah why why I play the game and the reason why I do what I do is you know passion is yeah everything for me yeah Yeah. I absolutely love it now how old are you I'm 15 turning late late November god you know and and if there's so many 15 year olds I'm not bagging 15 year olds that don't have that passion so you know when I see someone so young absolutely absolutely immersed in what they're doing far out I love that absolutely love it yeah yeah absolutely I yeah not I know a lot of the girls that I'm friends with or kind of bond with as well through footy are even a little bit older than me so it's it, it isn't super common in 15 year old girls but I guess that's kind of what I like about it as well the the challenge of you know being different and having to sort of not not be in the stereotype but yeah yeah break the stereotype which I, I do like yeah I do like that too that's awesome now firstly tell us about your karate and and why you love that so much because you did that before you started footy <laughs> yeah for a very long time I did it eight years eight years I think it was so I started in prep and I guess I just my mum took me to first class and I just fell in love with it it was it was not like other sports where it was just you know 
tennis, you hit it around, doesn't really matter. This was a very disciplined sport. And for, I was sort of a quieter kid, very, you know, tried to be as well-mannered, which is what we, our mum and dad taught me. So I just thought it just worked really well. And I just really liked in like that atmosphere of fighting as well, um, which is, it's funny coming from a, a girl who was, I was probably eight at the time saying, yeah, I do karate. I love fighting because <laughs> it <laughs> didn't sound very normal, but um, no, nah, it was really, I really did like it. It was a very, yeah, as I said, disciplined and you, you did have to have the motivation to come to training and to be very consistent with everything. And I just, yeah, I fell in love with the routine and, and just getting out there and, you know, being a girl as well, even competing in the, in the boys league as well. It, it kind of just, I just, again, I love the challenge and the adrenaline, like the adrenaline of going out there and just being a girl in this boys division. I felt really, you know, I felt like, oh, I'm the underdog here, but I liked it in a way because I felt I had no expectations. I had no, you know, oh, you're a boy, you should beat the girls. Kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm the girl. I am the girl. Like, I, <laughs> if I win, if I, if I lose, it doesn't matter. If I win, that's great, you know. And you, you know, you talk, you just—I don't know what you said there back, back there about karate. You know, I just went out and did my thing. But, but you were four-time Australian full contact champion, five-time Victorian state champion. This is in karate, as well as um, a lot of other regional wins. Now, you would have only been—if you started when you were prep—you would have only been, yeah, like you said, eight or ten or something like that when you were winning all these championships. Yeah, 10, 10, 11, 12, I think it got up to 12. I think 13th year was when I sort of fell into footy. But, um, yeah, it was, even as as a young kid, it was a lot of training to get to where that was. It was a lot of discipline and you just had to, you couldn't really argue or, or, you know, say anything back. Like you had to stand there in a position still for, and you couldn't even like fix your, you know, your uniform up or anything. You just had to stand there. And I think that's, what also has helped shape me today, but it was, it was definitely challenging. Not going to lie. It was, it was intense, mm. but I, I, yeah. When you have the passion, as I said before, when you love the sport, it just come naturally. Yeah. Well, that's very impressive to be that young and have all those championships. I was just thinking then when you said, you know, you stand still and you can stand still, you might be able to get a job at Buckingham Palace, you know, with, as a guard <laughs> with an itchy face and you don't scratch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was similar like that. And yeah, gradings as well. When you're trying to go for in a higher belt or, you know, a strike on your belt or whatever, it was, there was, you had to really knuckle down and be disciplined in it yeah it, it was good though it was good because it's very rewarding as well really rewarding after yeah, yeah. training or grading it felt good and you, you you sort of moved into footy but do you still do I want to talk about your whole footy journey as you know that's the the big thing but um do you still do karate now or do you still have you still have an interest in it now I still love it still love it so much I'll, I'll always have it always have a soft spot in my heart and even like UFC MMA it's still it's still you know I'll see it on my Instagram or Facebook feed and I'll be and I'll stop and watch it and be like wow that's you know that's so good I still love it um I even sometimes out in the gym I'll just incorporate like boxing into my you know weekly training or you know instead of just training you know legs or going for a run a really great cardio way that I actually enjoy as well is putting on the gloves and because I've got punching bags outside and you know gym mats and everything so just having a bit of a spa with the with the boxing bag, it's really good, yeah. <laughs> oh, I bloody love it, and I love—I I love your energy. I absolutely love your energy. It's <laughs> fabulous. Now, in two thousand and nineteen, you played footy in a round robin at school, and mm-hmm. I, well, I'm assuming it was at school. So it seems to be, 
and you fell in love. You got absolutely hooked on the footy. So why? What, what, what was it? I think I loved, I loved the toughness of it and the physicality, especially coming from karate and then going into this. It was really, a lot of the other girls were super timid, super like, you know, a bit, bit scared, didn't want to go in for the ball, whereas I used that to my advantage and I used <laughs> my physicality to, you know, to go on the field, you know, give someone a bump. But it, obviously not, not dirty, clean, you know, going for the ball, just not worrying about who's coming in from the side or who's going to clean you up, you know, going back with a flight for a mark. It just, I just loved it. And I love that you didn't have to worry about, you know, coming from a very disciplined sport, it was just something so different that I'd never try. Like you didn't have to worry. You could fix your hair and you could, you know, fix up your uniform. And I just love the freedom freedom of like being able to show my physicality. And you know, even though there were obviously rules following within the rules, you could still, you know, it was almost like a judo thing as well because there was judo at our dojo as well. And I, I always thought about trying it, but I never really did it. So then ta- when tackling someone, it almost felt like, you know, incorporating judo as well, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do judo when I was younger and I loved it. Loved it. I think I just loved the throwing people around. But, and it's when I used to play, I played footy for um, Bunyip and uh, the yeah. Bunyip Bulldogs. And you know what? I used to get knocked out nearly every day. And I was like, man, I'm not doing this. This is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of uh, our helmets yeah as well yeah, yeah. well I was because I was so little you know they just used to bloody charge through me <laughs> even though I was a tough nugget they still bloody got me but that's still yeah, yeah. so you when you first started started playing you were um playing in a mixed team and and before you talked about you know the boys well the, there's no expectations on you as a girl but what sort of challenges did you face like playing with the boys yeah, so with a mixed team, by mixed, it's predominantly boys with six girls on the team. And our team was had the most girls in the whole league. Other teams, I think there was only two other teams that had one or two girls. The rest were just, yeah, completely boys. So it was, yeah, in a boys league, there were a lot of challenges, 100%. Um, even just, yeah, sexism as well. It was, you wouldn't think in an under-14s league, the boys even know what, you know, how to be sexist, but they did. They did. I remember being on the field one time lining up. I think I was I was playing backline or whatever. And one of the boys goes, Oh, go fix your hair, go look in the mirror or something. And it was just, it was like, it was just, you know, go do your makeup. It was, it was just like, it was so unnecessary, I felt. And it was, you know, and even like some of the boys were scared to tackle me um, because they didn't want to hurt me. Whereas I just I had no mercy. Then I was like, you're a boy. <laughs> I'm going, I'm, I'm getting you down, boy or girl, you know. Um, but, yeah, definitely a lot of, a few comments were, were made, which which kind of sucked, but that's yeah, it. Then, you know, built character. I have to get over yeah, it. Yeah, builds character. I think, you know, there's a there's a point, isn't there, when they're saying, do your makeup, that because it is sexist and it is bloody awful, but it, it's, it's not quite that whole other league, you know, where it's completely sexually degrading and, you know, like, like the shit they did, you know, people did with Taylor Harris and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it, it, I'm not forgiving it. I'm not saying it's okay, you know, but um, yeah. and you, you wonder where they learn it from. I mean, I've probably got some good ideas where they learn it from, but, you know, it's, it's it, how good would it be if all parents said to their boys and to their girls, this is a mixed team and it's, and everyone's equal and, we just treat everyone with respect. You know, that would be so good, wouldn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And it wasn't even like our own team making 
like our teammates were great. They were amazing. It was the opposition team, the opposition, you know, making comments, firing at us. And it was just like, oh, yeah. But yeah, not not nearly as bad as the Taylor Harris incident. That was, that's shocking. But still, yeah, still shouldn't be right. And yeah, you'd hope that all parents would teach their young boys not to say that. But then again, they're young, developing teens. You can't, you know, you can't tell them what to do type thing. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> true. That's true. Do you think that because you're a girl, you know, when you're talking about boys on the on the opposition, do you think they deliberately targeted the girls to to try and physically bowl you over? Uh, I don't, it's hard to remember being on the field because you just, all I thought about was just getting the ball and just not worrying about any, and I got told not to worry about anyone else. Don't worry about what anyone says, but, um, or some of the some of the boys who aren't probably as confident within themselves almost try and target the yeah the weaker weaker opposition to <laughs> you know, to, to try and get them down. But I, I again I just had to put up with it, and I think yeah it definitely has helped me shape into the person that I am today, which is oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't call you weaker. I, I think that's a that's a real myth, isn't it? That that Absolutely. females are the weaker sex. I, I think that's a that's a crock of shit because you know. <laughs> Boy, I've seen some, I remember my sister, and this is, you know, nothing to be proud of, but I remember at the pub, I, I used to play in a band and we were at the um, one of the Druin pubs and my <laughs> sister was there, my younger sister. She reminds me of you. You you, you, remind, <laughs> her, you remind me a lot of her. And, and I was packing up my gear and, you know, taking it out to the car as we did every year, just always. Mm-hmm. And this guy, and he didn't say it to me, but he, he said something to his girlfriend and, and something really derogatory. And my sister, she, this guy was like six foot tall. She was five foot. And she said, what did you <laughs> say to her? And he said, none of heaven business. And if I want to say that to her, that's you know, whatever, you know. And she, I'm not going to be proud of this, but she just smacked him, punched him right in the face, and he, <laughs> and he went down. And he was just sitting there, like looking at her like a little baby. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I, I shouldn't be promoting that kind of behaviour, but it, it absolutely, um, it really knocked his socks off to say, you know, don't. Like he was thinking that girls, I could just treat like that because they're not going to do anything. And boy, by Jesus, he got a shock. And I, I tell you what, I was so glad I saw that. <laughs> I was, listen to me, I sound like a bloody fighter, don't I? But. <laughs> Oh, I know. Well. Oh, yeah, wish I had a bit. Yeah, seeing that, that's yeah, that is that's impressive to get a yeah, big man down. That's got to be a pretty good hit. Not gonna lie. Oh, she, she just bammed him, and it was gee, it was good. It, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been up promoting king hits, but she gave him a bloody wallet. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, never mind. Let's let's get on with it. Otherwise, I'll get down this excitable part about <laughs> punching people up. Well, we won't want to do that, but. You went from the mixed team and then you ended up in a girls' team, right? What did you? Were you? Was that the lure for you to get there? Was it? Was it like, yes, I want to play in an all girls' team, or was it just that opportunity presented itself and it just happened to be a girls' team? Yeah, well, um, the only reason that I did switch is because it was actually a high skill level. So I was turning 14 that year and it was under 18s female team. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there were a lot of, yeah, a lot of, lot of 16, 17, 18 year old girls. And I thought the quicker, because that's actually the pathway to go through to the AFLW draft. You go, you know, trialing youth girls and from there you get picked up Gibson Power, then Vic Country, then draft, you know. And I thought, 
well, the quicker that I can transition and get used to playing with the girls and, you know, pick up skills quicker than I would with the boys, that's the pathway that I'm going to go to. And yeah, I found it. I just picked it up. It was just a whole completely, completely different game. It was probably a little bit more scrappier, you know, the balls on the ground are like a lot more, but it was a lot more physically, it was definitely physically challenging, but also more skillfully challenging as well. Um, girls would hit targets, you know, up for a mark. You're not just getting pushed out of the side of the way and you just, you know, not even in the contest. I had had a chance to go yeah. for a contest. So I've just found that I just, yeah, excelled a lot more and I thought that I would, yeah, pick it up quicker and get in the pathway quicker than I would with the boys. So that's, yeah, kind of why we left. And most of the girls that I did have playing, that I did play like the six girls for the West End team, which was our boys team, also moved over with us. So we were still like, and to this day, I'm still friends with a lot of the girls who I did play with in the boys team. We're still playing together at this second, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So so you were, went from under-14s, like you were an under-14s player, and you went into the under 18s. Like, yeah. Did, did they, how did you get in there? Like, you didn't just put your hand up and say, oh, listen, I want to go to AFL and uh, the quickest way there is through here. So, can you just put me in your team? Like, you must have been an outstanding player. Um, well, not when I first finished the under 14 season, I kind of thought about where I'm going to play next year, which was, yeah, obviously the year after. Um, and I thought about it, and we knew the coach um, for the girls team and I had a talk to him and he said, he was um in and ahhing, but I kind of, after after I found out that he was, he might, I, I had a chance to play, I just switched on for that preseason. I said, right, this is going to be my goal. I'm going to make this team. I'm going to play. So I really, um, yeah, switched it on that preseason and, you know, hammered the training, did a lot of skills work with dad, fixing, you know, kicking technique, out, out kicking the footy on the road with dad a lot, running, you know, fitness. Even getting into the gym, I was, you know, trying to put on like, you know, get some muscle. So I wasn't, you know, so I was ready to ready to play with the under 18s. And by the time that season come around, it was almost as like I was ready for it. So he said, <laughs> you know, I did a few trainings and he said, yeah, I reckon, you know, and they weren't, they weren't overloaded with numbers as well, coming from a sort of a quieter regional town. It was, you know, they were they there were spots open and he said, Yeah, you're you're good to play. So I, yeah, did the preseason with the, the youth girls and then just yeah, I kind of just played my first game and loved it. You know that years ago, you know, you never used to be able to play. Girls couldn't get past under 16s or something like that or under 14s. I'm not sure what it was. Um, and because the whole league, like the whole footy association wouldn't let girls play. Do you know now why you're able to play? Like, do you know what actually transpired in the past so that girls can now play AFL and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, um, it's okay if you don't, because I'm going to tell you. Yeah, it's, I'm not sure if it was just a population thing. They just didn't have enough enough girls wanting to play, or they, yeah, if they if they just pulled the pin, they weren't gonna didn't have maybe the funding, the money for it. Um, yeah, I'm not. That's that's my assumption. That's what I always kind of thought, but no, not not 100 sure. Well, I can tell you why you're playing football, and I absolutely love this story. A very good friend of mine, Penny Cooler Reed, she who who. Not last year or the year before, I think she was the Collingwood AFLW Premiership coach. So you might remember AFL, Collingwood AFLW won the Premiership, you know, a couple of years ago. And she's a coach. She, her and two other girls, when they were six, 15, they went, they were told they can't play footy anymore because they're 15. And they took it to the courts. You know, they 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 fought in the courts to have females still be able to play, and it's because of them 
and particularly Penny, that that you are playing footy now. So you need to connect with her on on um, the socials, you know, and you need to say Karen sent you. Because she, <laughs> yeah. she would love you. She would love your patience. So let's get you to let's get you to connected. All right, because absolutely, yeah. She's you're playing because she um, at fifteen, your age. Um, put herself through the court system and just about blew her mind, you know, trying to do that. She had so much courage. So I, I want to connect you two up and I, you'll, you know, if it wasn't for yeah. her, this wouldn't be happening. So I, I absolutely love this stuff, you know. And why the hell shouldn't girls play football? Why shouldn't they? Exactly. Yeah, I remember when I was when I was young, and I, you know, I'm 59, so it's been it's been a lot of time flow from since when I was when I was <laughs> yeah. younger. But you know, it was just complete no no. Didn't you know? And it was just my dad used to play for Warrigal and Richmond, and you know, and we would we would get on the ground as kids and kick the footy, and and I just love kicking the footy. But it was never ever ever um, in our future, you know, that we would play footy. It just that. It was just something girls did on the ground and had a bit of a kick at halftime and after the game. So, you know, you're so lucky that that things have changed. Absolutely. Like what an inspiring story at, yeah, at 15. And that is just, yeah, so inspirational at such a young age to actually make action and, and really just, you know, not not worry about what everyone else that, that their age is doing or thinking that they're taking a stand. And I love that. Absolutely no. love that. And I'm yeah, absolutely so grateful to be able to have the opportunity to yeah, play and do the sport that I love the most to and have it as a profession, like a future, an actual legitimate future that I can and will like, you know, can strive to do. Oh, uh, you you'll get there. Let's just talk about where you are right now, right? Because yeah. I, I will talk about AFL in the future, but you know, yeah. you you um tried out for Gippsland Power. And you know, eventually you got into that. So, what what is Gippsland Power? Why is it so important? Why did you really want to be there? Um, so, Gippsland Power is a team where all they choose sort of the well, they they choose the best footballers in all of the Gippsland regions to put together, come you know, and represent Gippsland in the NAB league. So you're playing against Sandringham, Western Jets, Eastern Rangers. Uh, all those, you know, Metropolitan and other country teams as well. And it's kind of where you get drafted from. So in the AFL national draft, AFLW national draft, they'll choose however many, however many girls they choose. And they, that's your performance in this NAB league will di- is sort of the dictator whether you get to Vic country and, you know, representing Victoria in in that in that sense and then, from there, it's kind of just the way into the into the pathway, into the, you know, getting drafted. You know, I do a lot of leadership training. I talk about um, when you have a dream, you know, you draw a pathway, you know, and I say to them, draw it. It doesn't matter how it looks, you know, draw draw stepping stones. And, you know, each each big mi- big milestone goes on each stepping stone, you know, and, and just to show people that it is possible that these great big dreams are not, dreams that are in the future that will never happen you know if you if you can draw that pathway you can actually see how it can happen and and I'm listening to you and you've already drawn that pathway you've you've already established what those stepping stones are and you're like I'm going for it how come hell or high water and I'm going to achieve that (laughs) yeah I I think it's just one of those things where you have to 
You literally have to have belief or you will not, or it won't happen. You have to believe that it's possible because the second that you don't believe it's possible, you know, you give up on your training, you give up on the extra, extra work. You don't want to, you know, come to training 20 minutes early to practice. Oh, what's the need? I'm not going to make it anyways. You have to, you really have to believe. And I think that's one of my key motivators is to believe that it, it's possible to happen. And, and I think that's what, that's what keeps it alive is the, the hope, the hope that it, it can happen. Uh, yeah, that's something else I teach, exactly what you're saying. You have to believe that it's possible. And the difference between where you are now and where you want to be is how much you believe it's possible. You know, so get for it. And so Walt Disney said the same thing. You have to have a dream, you know, and you have to believe it's possible or it'll never happen. And, and, you know, we can all laugh at Walt Disney, but I'll tell you what, he bloody knew what he was talking about. But <laughs> so so what when you moved to Gippsland Power, what did you notice about the difference in the way it was played and the difference of skill and the difference of camaraderie and, you know, you know, all that sort of stuff. Cause it re- you really stepped up to a serious, serious level then. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was, as you said, very, a lot more serious. Yeah. Taken, taken a lot more seriously rather than, you know, the youth years you have, legitimate training you have strength and conditioning coach you have forward line coach backline coach wow. you have the facilities you have gym facilities you have kicking facilities you have these beautiful preserved ovals just for you to train on and goals with you know proper nets behind the back and just good quality good quality to train on great footies as well and the teammates your teammates are everyone's in the same boat everyone wants what you want and you can feed off each other you feed off they have really great kick right I want I can you know pair up with them next time we're kicking and I can you know learn off them and wow she she's really good at reading the ball I can you know talk to her and and get and not only from your coaches but yeah teammates as well was really amazing and just the the communication and the bond with your team is so much stronger um because you because it's it's a serious thing i know for sometimes in the youth girls it's it can be taken as you know it's just sometimes a bit of a social thing for some of the girls whereas these girls they know this is serious and and you're playing with some girls who are who are possibly you know draft prospects for this year and you just think wow i'm talking to possibly the next you know pick number 23 in the afl w national draft and it's insane like you're you are learning with these girls and you are you're going along with them in their journey and you're actually a part of their journey to the aflw path and you're thinking well you know these girls could be a part of mine it's it's everyone's everyone's wants it and it's it's amazing it really well, is and and soon other girls will be saying that about you you know here i am playing in your so bad with you know you know with elena do you do you do you think that just moving up that level, your skill uh, just automatically went up? You know, to or, or did you did you have to try a lot harder, or do you think just being surrounded by that automatically brought your skill level up? Uh, I think both, because um, I initially didn't make the first first cut. I think it was December. I think it was December. There was uh, under 19s um, NAB League testing day. And I didn't make, we had a trial match after all our preseason training and I didn't make the official cup for the under 19s NAB league squad, but I did make the under 17s. And I thought, well, it, I, that's like, this is, I absolutely was honored to be a part of that squad, but I, that was the next step. I wanted to make the 19s team. Mm. And so again, I just, you know, I had to work really, really, really hard over that preseason again, which I, I loved every minute of it. I loved it. Um, Maybe not the 400 sprints, didn't love that, but everything <laughs> other than that, 
was it was I, I loved it and then when you when I did get there and I was ready to play and I did you know eventually make my debut into the under 19s NAB league team for Gibson Power in I think it was yeah round two after my first futures game it just it, yeah everything or everything come together and from then on I just kept saying like you know improvement after improvement reading the play and playing with these such high level and especially also against such high level competitors you have to compete to get picked next round you know to get picked for the team selection next week you have to play good so automatically you're putting your best out there every single week not that I you know you're not people aren't already doing that but you have no choice but to and I think in that high pressure moment you really you just yeah you naturally improve as well so it was I think it was a bit of both you're going to go a long way because you live and breathe this like it just it just spews out of you like it's part of your body <laughs> you know it's but you, you know you're talking about um you know lifting your game and having to train and you've got to get this and you've got to do that and rah, 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 rah. what are you sacrificing what are you what are you sacrificing in your life to play at this level you sacrifice oh, a lot a lot time um comfort you know training can be very painful sometimes you know when you you're putting through these grueling drills and you're just like oh, I don't think I can go on anymore but you have to you got to go through with it um and you know you sacrifice even like you know social time with your friends oh you know you want to you want to catch up today oh no sorry I can't I got footy you know or some, I think it was one time one of my friends asked you want to catch up we'll go out for dinner get some chips and I was like no I can't have that I got footy tomorrow I can't do it you know it's sacrificing you know um yeah com- comfort in your daily routine and it comes with everything everything links into it like nutrition hydration sleep you know training out like time yeah a lot definitely a lot but it's all worth it. it's all worth it when it's you're doing the thing that you love well that's it isn't it you have to be passionate it has to be something you love you have to know why you're doing it you know I'm thinking about a lot of 15 year old girls and and you know while it's illegal uh they're out getting pissed everybody weekend you know like if, if we look at it in a, in a real legal sense you know sure they shouldn't be doing it but we all know they are you 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 are you know that that is a big sacrifice because we all worry about this sense of belonging and belonging to our peers and you know belonging to a group and everything else and so you know and it's a very important age to be hanging out with the crew you know and that just shows me how much how valuable footy is to you do you, you know and and, yeah. and I trust, I'll tell you what, if, if I can be a nana for a minute, stick with the bloody footy girl because <laughs> getting pissed every Saturday night's not going to help you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm so lucky that I have such, yeah, such amazing friends that, you know, appreciate me for who I am and don't, don't, you know, don't pressure me into doing anything, which is amazing. And same with my family, they, they know the drill. They, they, they understand, they know the habits that, I, that I've got of, you know, just training and everything, but Definitely, I definitely like to look at the long view of things, um, the long-term effects of, and not just the temporary temporary effects of, yeah, going out every weekend, drinking, you know, seeing boys, whatever, all that, all that stuff that, you know, they do. And, you know, what's fun in the moment or whatever, I think, is this, what what's, what's going to, is it worth it? No, absolutely not. Footy is way more meaningful to me than 
yeah, partying and, you know, going out, all that. <laughs> well, you might only be 15, but you've got the soul of a bloody 75-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> You're a very old, wise soul. It's, <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. Like, you're really, 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 really good, yeah. Now, you've, um, you've appeared on TV, radio, TV and radio campaigns, and you've been on the Smash FM podcast. And why you? Why are they choosing you to do this? Um, yeah, good question. I think I know for the Smash FM, they kind of told me, they said, I really like the way that you hold yourself, you present yourself for footy field. You're kind of a natural leader. We like that in you. And we want you to, you know, represent, you know, and speak on behalf of the girls on the, um, and the team that I did, this was Women's AFL Academy. And I said, yeah, absolutely. I'd be more than happy to. I love it. And I'm, you know, mum's kind of taught me the public speaking and I'm, you know, I'm quite, I'm, I'd say I'm fairly comfortable with public speaking. So I, yeah. I like that and I like to, I also enjoy it. I enjoy um, having an influence on young girls playing footy. That's that's another big dream of mine is to hopefully inspire young girls as well to get out there and play, not just play footy, but just women empowerment in general and girls feeling strong and, you know, confident within themselves. Another friend of mine's got a uh, Holly Bailey. She's got a, a, an AFL, a, a, a girl football. Well, I don't know if it's a girl sports. Anyway, you know, a confidence leadership program. I, I need to show that to you as well because <laughs> you, you would excel in that. You definitely are a leader. You know, there's no doubt about it. The, and I agree. The way you hold yourself, the way you're sure of yourself, the confidence you put out there and, and the fact that you there's no wishy-washy about you. It's kind of like I'm doing this and I want to. I want to, I want to lead others to greatness. Do you, you know that that's that's leadership one hundred and one. You you you. There's no no doubt in my mind that if you stay on this path, you're going to be a, a bloody legend. You already are, but you know you. you will be. You'll go a long, long, long way. So I, I love it now. And so, why do you want to be an advocate for these girls? Why is that important? Because they could just do it on their own, couldn't they? Yeah, I mean, they, they can, but I think I know from when I was, especially and it comes back to the, the sexism that I re- received on the field, I know it was it was still very un- unpopular for girls to play footy and I know how that felt because you still feel, as much as you don't worry about anyone else, what they think, you still, deep down within, you still felt a little bit, just a little bit out of place, like, oh, should I, do I, should I still be doing this? Like, mm, are they going to, you know, are they going to tease me or whatever? But... I think if I was to have someone who could help me and and tell, you know, that little girl that it's okay and you can keep doing this. And, you know, I know other girls might not have that thoughts within themselves that it's okay, you can do this, like have confidence within themselves. And I think if I can help someone with that, that's more more than enough for me. That's bloody marvellous. So are you saying that you didn't have a role model? You didn't have a, a mentor or, or a role model that was advocating for you? I, I did. I definitely did. My dad was amazing. Mom was, everyone was amazing, but someone who I could, you know, really look up to that also could relate to me as well, relate with playing, yeah, play, playing football and, and being a, a female in sports. No one super close to me. I think no one like really personal. Um, but yeah, if, if I was to have that is, is what I'd, I'd just love. Yeah. To, well, to give You'll be a bloody amazing advocate. I know I'm just singing your praises and I'm not blowing wind up your ass. You know, I don't do that. You you, yeah. you really are um, outstanding. I just think that 
you know, it's amazing. So when you're saying you want to advocate, do you still think, do you think there is still stigma for girls? Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, the, the Taylor Harris incident, and you still see, I, I still see on my um, TikTok for you page where I'm scrolling through and I'll see um, just a trolling video of a girl completely missing a goal from right in front, which is an embarrassing thing. We all admit it. We've all probably done it. AFL players do it every day, but I, and I tap on the comments, which I know I shouldn't, but I do. It's, it's, I'm getting a curious, curious, curious person. And, and I look through and they're just like, this is disgusting. Girls shouldn't be playing footy. Why are women doing this? God. And they want to pay raise. It's t- and I just, and I, t- it's terrible. And I have to hold, I put my phone down. I have to just breathe. So I don't go on a, you know, keyboard warrior and just start typing out all these. No, they're not. They're actually really skillful, you know, but it's, it's, I still see it. And I know that if I see it on social media, what, what, what are the things that you don't see on another football field? You know, it's, if it's, and it's, it is easiest through the screen, but it's, it's still like, I feel like it is still there. And I think it is getting better getting better um it's getting there but i think for now it still might take a little while to be completely you know i know it's never probably going to be perfect but to be at a fairly fairly good level now as long as we're heading in the right direction and and in big leaps and bounds when you talked about you know payments a minute ago um you know the pay gap and that the afl and aflw is that the boys are still getting paid more and they're getting way more promotion. And what do you what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I think they've been obviously the men have been around for a long, long time. And I think it's quite, you know, traditional for them. They have the funding, the fans, the support. And as much as I wish with all my heart that the girls would have the same thing, I think it's just the like the what's it called? The population, the fans I don't is there enough like funding for the money to have the same because they, oh, they can't if the girls can't play the mcg they can't get eighty thousand to a game how do you get that money that the men are also getting yeah. i think i'm not sure if it's a money thing or or what it is um but i i don't i still don't think it's 100 percent fair but i think what they've done is to to the afl's credit what they've done is amazing the i think it was 96 percent pay rate it was almost double what they were getting last year and i think that is massive step forward incredible really incredible yeah yeah that's fantastic i didn't know they got that so that that's that that's fantastic and and so and when you're talking about afl are you talking about your um we were talking about your you you mapping it out you know and your plan and all that sort of stuff and you you've really got that worked out that your pathway what's next so if you if, if everything turns out how you want it to turn out right you're going to go next step will be vfl or, or whatever it vflw and then aflw that that's what you hope to do and who do you want to play for like if you you could if you could just line up all the aflw teams and they say elena you are pick number one you can have anyone you want who who, who would you go to I, I can't lie, I would be honoured for any team, interstate, West Coast to, to Melbourne, to Queensland, anywhere. I'll take wherever. Um, I have been a Pies supporter for a bit, so I, I don't mind the Pies. The doggies are good. Wouldn't mind staying in Victoria. I think mum and dad will appreciate that a little bit. <laughs> love the Saints. Love the Saints. Love the, their girls there as well. Dees, honestly, I'm not fast. Yeah, North Melbourne, love them. I, I don't mind. Um, yeah. As that long I'm, as you're playing. 
100%. Playing is playing. Where you're at doesn't matter. <laughs> How do you feel about is, is playing for Victoria on your list? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty amazing being able to represent Victoria. So the only thing after that is to get you to Ireland to play Gaelic football, and then after <laughs> that to go over to the NFL in 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 as and be a kicker. <laughs> well, to actually speaking of, I, I had the opportunity to represent Australia in Gaelic football after I made my Vic team. They sent out an invitation to you know a majority of the girls who who play in the Vic team, and they just said pretty much look, if you want to play, you've got a spot in already. Um, but I think I had something else when I had my Gibson Power season because it was the end of 2022, early 2023, which was right when the Gibson Power season is on. And I thought, well, as much as I, it would have been an absolute honour to represent Australia in Gaelic football, I thought realistically probably the pathway, if I was to play another another um, NAB League season under my belt, it would probably benefit me more than Gaelic football. Yeah. And especially because there's probably more scouts, you know, not, not, and I'm not just worried about scouts and stuff, but more, how do I say this? You put, you put out there more, you, you'll probably be more well-known in the, in the NAB League rather than Gaelic football. And it was a ridiculous amount of money to pay to go, you know, it yeah. was in, it was in Ireland. And I think we toured, we toured France you know, or, or a couple more countries that I can't quite remember, but it was, it was, would have been an amazing opportunity. But I, again, I just, I chose the the more, you know, sort of um, cer- certainty in, in, in yeah. my pathway. Yeah. But, yeah. You're a, you're a, you're a very clear thinker. Like you've really, <laughs> you've really got this nutted out. I think it's, you know, very, you're so mature, absolutely so mature. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, I, I've loved this. You you are just bloody marvellous. Now, I've got a question because this, this uh, podcast is Get Off the Bench. How do we inspire people to start taking action, do what they love? Now, there's going to be um, some girls, listen, I'm sure there will, girls listen to this who want to play footy, but they don't know where to start. So what do you want to tell them? Honestly, as simple as it gets, just start. Just do it. Um, don't you have to you really have to mentally block out everything every negative every negative thought anything that you've overthought forget it it's not the and the only thing that can stop you is yourself there's no if other people are getting the uh, oh yeah, yeah you're, gonna, you're not gonna be good you're not gonna do this I they don't matter you are the only one that can call the shots and I think if you want to do it do it girl. Absolutely. You, you show them, you, you show them that it's possible and you show them that you are confident and you are a girl and you are going to do this as well. <laughs> well, that is, the, you got more, go on, give us so some it, more. It, Yeah. It doesn't matter with the boys, with the girls. Um, you know, you can, you can start off by like searching. I think even Google maps might do it, like nearest football club, go for a drive, have a look at the training. You, you know, if you, if you are interested in the game, you know, you speak to the coach. That's how I did. I just spoke to the coach that, you know, and they said, yeah, come, come next training and put on the boots, get on, get on your, get on your gear and just, just, just try it. If you don't like, you know, you don't have to, but if, if you like it, continue with it and, and just do it. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of young girls just don't have the confidence to actually do that. But if you don't do it, you're missing out on something that you could really love. And, and you might think you love it and then you try it and you don't love it, but that doesn't matter because you've tried it, you know, at least you've given it a go, but 
Uh, I, I love, I love what you're all about. I love your energy. I love your enthusiasm. Love your passion. And I just wish, I wish we'd see this so much more in young people because, you know, you, you've, you've got the world ahead of you, do you, you know, and I just love, love that you're going at it with all this gusto. You're bloody amazing. Now, people are going to be inspired by you. They're going to want to follow you. Where can they find you? <laughs> Um, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Elena underscore Doma. Yeah, you follow or if you know if you are a young girl listening, you can send me a message. I will reply in a heartbeat. There's no no shame if you're nervous about starting the football club or someone's you know giving you a bit of bit of riffraff in your ear or, or talking down to you. Give me a message and you know I'll, I can help you through it if 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 you know if you're comfortable with that. Absolutely, no no shame there. You're bloody amazing, bloody amazing. Now I'm going to put that 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 link to your Insta in the show notes so people can click on it. They can find you, and you 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 know I know you will um, be the most empowering role model to so many girls. And you know I I, I can't speak highly enough of you because you you're amazing. I appreciate that so much, and it's you know it's been amazing to be able to be on this podcast and be able to, you know, get, you know, spread the message to, you know, as many people as I can. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's been amazing. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Glad we got to know each other. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, so much. Well, and I'm going to be watching your journey. I can't wait to see you playing for the Pies or anybody else for that matter. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll remember you when, when I see you up there playing for them. So, so thank you so very much. No, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Really am so grateful. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. All right. Catch you soon. See you later. See ya. Oh, guys, how's that? What, what incredible passion and drive and, you know, I don't know, she knows why she's here and I, I just bloody love her. I'm I'm absolutely flabbergasted because at 15 to be so focused and so driven is is just bloody wonderful. I love that she wants to be an advocate for other young girls. I love that she just knows where she's going. So oh, I really hope you love that and I hope it inspired you. And, you know, if she's 15 and she's doing that and we're, in, we're adults and we're still not doing what we really want to do in life, why the hell not? Like, let's get out there. And the way she describes it, it's just easy. Just go start. Just go do your thing. Don't listen to other people. Just do it. That's exactly what we should be doing. And I, I, I absolutely love that episode and I, I hope you guys do too. And please go follow her on Instagram. It's Elena underscore Doma. Please go follow her, um, support her, watch her footy progress and uh, bloody hell, I bet you're feeling as energetic as I am about it. So that's it. So thanks for joining me again and this week as every week and I will see you again next week. See ya. Thanks for joining me. As always, I hope this episode inspired you. If you know somebody who's taken courageous action to create something that's making a difference for other people, let me know about it. Go to my website, karenvaughan.com, tinker around there, have a bit of a look and send me a message. I can't wait to hear from you. And remember, you're worth it. Your unique talents and gifts need to be out in this world. And I'm so passionate about inspiring you to achieve that. So you've listened to this episode, just say yes, make the decision and put one foot in front of the other. See you next week.